Unlock your Bible. Discover the true meaning of life. Learn the cause of world problems and the astounding solution. Prove for yourself what the future holds. In the Trumpet Literature Library, you will find answers to life's most important questions. Explore these vital titles on Trumpet Bookshelf. Welcome to Trumpet Bookshelf. I'm Grant Turgeon. We're broadcasting to you live this morning from the Herbert W. Armstrong College campus here in Edmond, Oklahoma. Do you realize how involved God is in America today? Do you understand how involved Satan is? Do you see the events taking place in America as a raging spiritual war? Because that's exactly what it is. Back in 2016, Philadelphia Church of God Pastor General Gerald Flurry wrote a booklet titled Great Again. And this booklet is available to you for free at thetrumpet.com. But he talked about, in chapter 2, America's real enemy. Never has America been more divided. That's way more true now in 2021 than it was back when this was originally written in 2016. The division has only increased. The hatred, the violence has escalated. And Mr. Flurry says, we must know our enemy in order to understand what is going on in America. He also says, those who fail to see the devil behind what is happening in America today will end up being his victims. Now, that is a a startling statement. But the Bible constantly warns us to learn about Satan. And no, we should not try to learn about him through personal experience in living his evil way. The Bible tells us about Satan. We can learn about our enemy by studying about him in the Bible. 2 Corinthians 2 verse 11 talks about being careful and vigilant so that Satan can't get an advantage of us. Mr. Flurry says in war, In any war, ignorance of the enemy is dangerous. We are far more vulnerable to the devil if we are ignorant of his devices, designs, or schemes. The more you know, the better equipped you are to resist and fight. Satan is laying a trap, and you need to recognize it. The devil's fingerprints are all over what is happening to America today. The rampant deceit bears the stamp of the father of liars. John 8, verse 44. The contempt for law springs from Satan's own lawlessness. That's right. The law has been trampled in America. It's incredible to watch this all play out. We've seen so many attacks on President Donald Trump the last four years. And all of those attacks were lawless. They just make things up. They have, they're in the middle of a second 
sham impeachment. And even though Mr. Trump is perhaps the toughest president against Russia that we've ever had, he's constantly accused of being a puppet of Russia. Ignore the results and just focus on the conspiracy theories of the radical left. They rebuke people for being conspiracy theorists while they are the ones who constantly lie, who constantly make up fan fiction about their enemies. Total lawlessness, no morality whatsoever, and it's tearing this nation apart. Now, of course, that's not to say that one side is completely to blame and the other is above reproach. Not at all. But look at this evil, divisive attack against the president, the real president. Attacks that have no basis in facts. Now, this all goes back to the previous presidential administration under Barack Obama. He promised to radically transform America. Has he, in many ways, found success? He hates the Constitution, the supreme law of the land. Ideally, the supreme law of the land would be the Bible, but at least the Constitution has a lot of biblical principles. So if you're attacking the Constitution, if you're looking for ways to subvert the Constitution, you're leading the country in a terrible direction, away from God. Barack Obama even called the Constitution a reflection of the fundamental flaw of the United States. Is that what you believe? Do you think that the problems in America stem from the Constitution? That is certainly a radical view. These are all views outlined in Chapter 2 of Great Again, America's Real Enemy. And again, you can find that at thetrumpet.com. You can read this booklet. You can order it for free. Now, it's amazing how this chapter is so much more relevant today, five years after it was originally written. Notice this statement. An administration that ignores the Constitution when it doesn't serve its agenda has a lot of power. What is Joe Biden doing right now? Is he not signing endless executive orders? Is he over 50 yet? I've already lost track. It's only been a couple of weeks. But remember, his own words. He said if, if, he, if anyone ruled by executive order, he would be a dictator. That's what candidate Biden said. And sure enough, fake President Biden is doing exactly what he condemned when he was a candidate. Mr. Flurry continues here, do you realize how deadly dangerous this trend of lawlessness is? Very few people do, but it gives insight into the real nature of the threat facing America. This is quickly moving America toward a race war 
and rule by dictatorship or tyranny. Have these things taken place even under President Trump? The nation was divided bitterly by the media, by the radical left. We saw riots taking place in all of our major cities all across the country. Basically, under the false guise of systemic racism, rioters were allowed to tear businesses down and burn things and destroy without any limits while the police just stood right there and watched. Are we quickly moving toward a race war, like Mr. Flurry said five years ago? Are we moving toward rule by dictatorship or tyranny because of what President Obama did? Well, just look at the actions of fake President Biden. Look what is taking place under him right now. Constant dictatorship by Joe Biden's own definition. Dictatorship, that is how he is ruling. So this booklet really is more relevant than ever. But again, we have to look back at the real source. Yes, what is happening under the fake president does go back to Barack Obama. But ultimately, again, it does go back to Satan the devil. There is a force behind all of this destruction. There is an evil being who desperately wants to wreck America. And it's because of this nation's special history with God going back thousands of years. You can prove that link between America and ancient Israel from the Bible. We are just descendants of that ancient nation. Satan had special attacks reserved for ancient Israel. He has the same plan in mind to wipe out America today. And that's the reason for the destructive actions of the radical left. Mr. Flurry talks here about all the lies. Probably the most appalling lie is when Barack Obama said his administration was completely scandal-free. Meanwhile, they were caught in numerous scandals, persecuting political opponents, surveilling media members who disagreed with them, sending guns into Mexico and, and thinking that somehow they could track those guns as they came back across the border. But then they just lost track of the guns and the gangs brought them in and no doubt caused a lot of crime and violence here in America with government guns. Really, these are things that are inexcusable. Many times our soldiers were left without any support, such as at Benghazi. So to say that the administration was completely scandal-free is just a total lie. Notice now another lie about how President Trump is a dictator. Even when he was leaving office, I saw people calling him an aspiring dictator, even though he completely failed at that in four years. I actually found this interesting 
diagram. It's from the Workplace Mental Health Institute, and it's, it's titled, You May Be in an Abusive Relationship If They, and then there's 15 points. So just listen to these points and think about whether they apply more to Mr. Trump or to Democrat governors and mayors. Number one, you may be in an abusive relationship if they stop you seeing friends and family. Number two, won't let you go out without permission. Number three, tell you what to wear. Four, monitor your phone or emails. Five, control the finances or won't let you work. Six, control what you read, watch, and say. Seven, monitor everything you do. Eight, punish you for breaking the rules, but the rules keep changing. Nine, tell you it is for your own good and that they know better. Ten, don't allow you to question it. Eleven, tell you you're crazy and no one agrees with you. Twelve, call you names or shame you for being stupid or selfish. Thirteen, gaslight you, challenge your memory of events, make you doubt yourself. Fourteen, dismiss your opinions. Fifteen, play the victim. If things go wrong, it's all your fault. So again, fifteen signs that you might be in an abusive relationship. Who are the real tyrants? They call Mr. Trump one while they act like that. While they ruin people's lives over this past year, over a pandemic that probably isn't even rightly called a pandemic. Just a rush to action to restrict freedoms all in the name of keeping people safe. You see how they do that? They just constantly throw accusations at their opponents that actually way better apply to themselves. It's a great strategy, though. They are always on the attack, and it just seems like Mr. Trump and his allies have to be in some ways on the defensive because of that. But again, it gets back to the devil and his influence. We're not trying to even put the main blame on specific people at all. It gets back to the devil ultimately. But at the same time, we all do deserve some blame for the directions, the direction of our nation. Mr. Fleury says here, God blames the people for their sins, not the leaders. So we can look at certain leaders and be frustrated by what they're doing and think that they might be insane or whatever. But yet, it's because of the people. It's because of our own actions, our own failures to obey God, that we have to suffer under this type of childish leadership in the first place. So that's worth remembering, too. But like I said at the beginning, it's not just Satan who is very much involved in what's going on in America. It's God as well. God is allowing Satan to rampage through this country right now and pretty much turn us into a communist nation within the last couple of weeks under the fake president. 
God is allowing everything that's going on. He is testing our faith in prophecy. He wants to see if we still believe all that the prophets have spoken. There was a Key of David program about that recently that you can find at thetrumpet.com. But one simple observation I've had is that the left certainly is not acting like winners. They do not act like they won the election. They act like they act like they're panic, panicked, and are scared of being exposed at any moment. Like it all could fall apart. Their entire charade of taking the presidency could collapse at any time. That's not how winners behave. Not at all. Winners would sit back, relax, laugh at their upset opponents maybe. But they certainly wouldn't be rushing to silence their opponents. They certainly wouldn't be sounding the alarm that Mr. Trump is running a shadow White House down in Florida. Just makes you wonder who's really in charge. Now, back in 2015, someone else wrote a book that was later retitled to Great Again. So you have Mr. Flurry's booklet from 2016 titled Great Again. And then you actually have Mr. Trump writing a book that was initially called Crippled America, and I believe in 2017 he changed the title to Great Again. So two Great Again resources. And here we get a sense of God's involvement. We know that God chose President Trump based on Bible prophecy. We know that God wanted to stop these evil, satanic forces from destroying America. And so he brought in his own leader. Satan had his chance, and then God brought someone else in. Notice this from the foreword of Mr. Trump's book, Great Again. First, he quotes Abraham Lincoln, who said, I will study and prepare, and perhaps my chance will come. Mr. Trump writes, I have always liked reading the quotes of great men and women in history. And this one by Abraham Lincoln has resonated with me since I was in school. I am someone who likes to be prepared. And my work as a developer has required that I do a lot of groundwork before embarking on any venture. There is no room for guesswork when it comes to construction. The work has to be solid from the get-go. In short, as a builder, I have to be prepared. Do you think maybe God made the right choice in who he would supply as a savior for America? Someone who has been preparing his whole life for something like this? This is not to just glorify Mr. Trump. He does have his own issues. In fact, the very first chapter of the booklet, Great Again by Mr. Flurry, shows that Mr. Trump is backed by false religion. And he is relying too much on himself to restore America. But just notice some of the positives, though. Notice God's involvement in what's happening in America today. Mr. Trump continues, I have recently experienced an arduous campaign. And the fact that I have won the election for the President of the United States 
is not a great surprise to me. Believe me, I never took this outcome for granted, but I have been preparing for this for many years. I have always been a patriot, and my love for this country has been an impetus for achievement since my boyhood. My dedication runs deep, and my focus has never once wavered. I was ready, and I was prepared. Why was he prepared to be the president? Does, might there have been a deeper reason for this preparation over the course of many years? Is it all perhaps to fulfill God's prophecies for him to stop the destruction of America temporarily so that more people could receive God's warning message? I love this quote also from the preface of Great Again by Mr. Trump. He said, the last thing we need is more plans that evaporate after the elections. That's basically condemnation of every typical politician. You can see why there would have to be an outsider to come break up this corrupt system. Joe Biden promised that he wouldn't end fracking. He promised that he would support the unions who voted for him. And yet, immediately, he ends fracking, and he shuts down the Keystone XL pipeline, causing tens of thousands of union members to lose their jobs. Say whatever you have to do to get elected, and then immediately betray the people who voted for you. <laughs> this, here, Mr. Trump says, we need to outline common sense policies, and then knock some heads together, if necessary, to make them work. So obviously, Mr. Trump didn't come there to make any friends. In fact, I've often thought about what it must be like for him to walk among these people, to try to smile at them and shake their hands when he knows for a fact that they intensely hate him. He has access to all the intelligence that shows what these members of the deep state have been involved in the millions of dollars they're taking from foreign governments, all the corruption and perversion that they're a part of. He really does have to go face-to-face -face with the devil. And that's a really tough job. And there's no reason for him to make friends with these people trying to destroy the country he loves. Notice this quote, And even our lawyers and judges, the reflective wise men, have been stepping all over the U.S. Constitution, the bulwark of our democracy. So you saw Mr. Flurry was talking about the, the Constitution being trampled, people ignoring the Constitution if it doesn't fit their agenda. And so God brings a man on the scene who wants to uphold the Constitution, who actually values that foundational document. Mr. Trump said the idea of American greatness, of our country as the leader of the free and unfree world, has vanished. That was something Mr. Trump wanted to try to stop. Now again, God prepared him for that position. Here Mr. Trump talks about taking on the deep state, the media, the politicians, and the so-called leaders of our country reacted in horror. But I persevered and went directly to the people 
because I don't need anyone's financial support, nor do I need anyone's approval of what I say or do. I just had to do the right thing. I had to do it. I had no choice. I see what's happening to our country. I had to do it. Why did Mr. Trump have no choice to become the president? Do you see the unseen hand in all of this? Do you see Satan's attacks and God's response? Are you waiting for another response from God to stop the corruption that's going on right now? To stop the election steal? That is what will happen. Mr. Trump wrote, This is America today, the shining city on a hill, which other countries used to admire and try to be like. So what can be done about it? How do we start winning again? Now, ultimately, that's where Mr. Trump would go off track because he would point people to himself. And he would point to American ingenuity and American talent and resources rather than ultimately looking to God. God does have some correction in store for him too. <laughs> None of us are blameless whatsoever, but it is interesting to see God's involvement in all of this. Let's see, I have one more quote here. I'm not playing by the usual status quo rules. I'm not a politician taking polls to see what I should believe or be saying. I am telling it like it is and going to the heart of what I think will make America great again. So in a lot of ways, what Mr. Trump has done is quite admirable, but we do have to see the spiritual forces at play on both sides of it. And it's not like Mr. Trump is on God's side. Only God's work is on God's side. But God did put Mr. Trump in office for a reason, and that's why Mr. Trump will be back. Thanks so much for listening today. I'm Grant Turgeon. This has been Trumpet Bookshelf. You've been listening to Trumpet Bookshelf. Please email your thoughts to comments at kpcg.fm. Listen for new episodes every Friday at 10 a.m. Central Time.